0: all right what's going on y'all i i know i promised i'd have the theme song ready that my that blue made me but i know i I suck i'm keeping this one really short because i'm writing for today's show that we take today politics show and um i have too much to write about now because we didn't get i didn't get a chance to get on for uh the uh 360 show because uh one of our members was dealing with family issues. So we didn't do the show Saturday. So now I I, I have, a, have a rare thing. I have too much to write about. So I figured, let me do a quick recording, jump off some of this. And then uh, I won't have to clog up the tonight's show with it, but it's a small thing. It just gets under my skin a little bit. You know, everyone has a bad month, you know, a bad, a rough patch and stuff like that. And Killer Mike, one of my favorite rappers right now is having a really bad month because first of all, he lost a lot of credibility when he got on NRA TV. NRA TV is just, it's just, I mean, I've never, I don't have cable, so I've never watched it, but I've seen clips of it on YouTube and it's basically just pro-gun horse shit. It just really, it's just terrible, terrible. And the fact that Killer Mike was on there was also terrible, you know? because he's one of my favorite rappers and I, you know, I usually like what he has to say and he was a big Bernie Sanders supporter. So the fact that he was on NRA TV just really killed it for me. Don't get, don't worry. I'm still going to buy your records, Mike, but as far as, you know, just stay out of sight for a little while, but he couldn't do that. You know, he decided to try and get on Joy Ann Reed from uh, MSNBC and uh, Joy Ann Reed had a picture with some of her girlfriends or whatever it was. And she mentioned uh, H&M. And Killer Mike thought it was H&M, the clothing store, the one one who were infamous for having that, uh, that ad with the little black boy with the T-shirt that said, uh, uh, something about like, uh, something about monkey in the jungle and putting on a little black boy. That was just, I can't believe how that passed the censors when they look over these ads or something like that. But, uh having a young black boy wear a t shirt that describes himself as a monkey is ridiculous. And that's what he that's what Killer Mike thought that Joanne Reed was advertising in her tweet. No on Instagram I think it was. So uh actually it turned out that H and M stood for hair and makeup. So Killer Mike kinda made a jackass of himself and Joanne Reed took the opportunity, like you know <laughs> to to say it as crude as possible. Killer Mike shit the bed and Joanne Reed rubbed his nose in it. And I'm just, I don't know how I feel about that because I still like Killer Mike. He's still one of my favorite rappers and I still am on his side. But I I despise Joanne Reed so much. I can't stand her. She is the epitome of the corporate shill. If you're pushing your corporate Uh, agenda That's one thing. But if you're doing it at the cost of progressives, that's something else altogether. It's one of the reasons why I despise Joanne. I don't even like her stupid face. Like, I know I'm being uh, bitter about it, you know, because she took down one of my my favorite rappers, but uh, I just can't stand her. And normally I could just be neutral and just say, well, I don't like this person, but they got the best of someone else. They win. That's it. But I just can't even just take that and just run with it. I mean... I I don't, I can't stand these corporate shills. And the tragedy, the tragedy of Joanne Reed is that Joanne Reed is a high, she's a highly intelligent woman and she's whip smart, you know, and she's good at what she does. She's excellent at what she does. The unfortunate part is what she does is shill for the establishment on MSNBC. And that's something that I just can't get behind. Keep one thing in mind, Okay. Net neutrality ends in less than two weeks. Okay. So when it ends, it's going to be Armageddon for alternative news sources, meaning people who get their news from YouTube. Like I watch a lot of Kyle Kalinsky and I watch a lot of uh, Young Turks. Definitely Uh majority report with Sam Cedar. I, sometimes I, I catch the humanist report with John Figueroa. I catch, um, Oh God, what's the other one? Oh, there's a, there's a few more <laughs> that I catch. And even now there's a guy named Cody Johnston who was on uh, he used to be on cracked and now he does his own thing. He is h- hilarious and informative at the same time. Catch his channel. When you get a chance, he used to be on Cracked, and he used to do a thing called some news and he's, I, I like him, but it's going to be a field day on people like that because once they allow cable companies to rule the landscape, about what you can and can't see. What they're going to throttle and not throttle. It's going to be a field day on stuff like that. It's already bad on YouTube. Because of the adpocalypse. Right. And keep one thing in mind. YouTube does not owe you money. And, and of course I'm talking about the shooting. That happened in uh, in California. At the YouTube offices. YouTube doesn't owe you a dime. Okay. The money that you get. From your the monetization that you get does not come from YouTube. It comes from advertisers. If advertisers don't want to advertise on your show, they won't advertise on your show. Okay. But the only problem is because you advertisers don't meet directly with the, the content providers because there's so many of them. So they have an algorithm and that algorithm is definitely, definitely flawed. So for me, if I was on YouTube full time, I would never get monetized because I talk about the things that would get me into that algorithm. So even though I'm not a racist or a white supremacist or a sexist or anything like that, because I talk about people who are, I would fit in that algorithm. So on YouTube, it's already bad enough. But if the cable providers start squashing all these alternative news sources, then what's going to be left? The CNNs, the MSNBCs, the Fox News, all the stuff that I don't want to watch in the first place because they have that bias. Young Turks uh, pulled their skirts down when they mentioned that of how little they talked about something as hugely important as net neutrality and how little they talked about it because their corporate uh, there, you know, some of them are run by the very corporations that would benefit from getting rid of net neutrality. So the fact that one day soon, I may have nothing left to do but to listen to Joanne Reed, it just sickens me to my stomach, but... For now, I'm just going to enjoy what I can. And, you know, Joanne Reed got her victory on Killer Mike. Killer Mike, if I was you, just fade into the background for a little while. You know, I still love you, man. You're still one of my favorites. And I'm not going to take a couple of bad experiences and just write you off. That's not how I do things. But at the same time, you know, keep your head down, man. Stay out of sight. We got this. We'll, We'll make it through this. So, all right. Let me go finish writing for tonight's show. And, um. Hopefully, I'll see you guys on the air soon. All right. Good morning, everyone. Uh, basically, just starting off, I, I was supposed to, you know, we record uh, the one of our main shows, which is uh, politics. was usually taped on Mondays, and I wasn't feeling well, so we didn't tape. So I'm going to try and get some of this stuff out here to, this morning. We're going to tape uh, this evening. Uh, You know, we're under the uh, Urban Breakdown umbrella of podcasts, but I'm just going to jump right into it. When I was, uh, I keep saying when I was a kid, it was back in the 90s. I was still kind of a young adult then, and uh, I was big into wrestling, so I was going back and forth between WWE and WCW, and there was a uh, a storyline. So you had Scott Hall and Kevin Nash and they came to the WCW as the outsiders, and they were fighting against. I think it was like Savage, Luger, and somebody else. It might have been Sting. I don't know. But there was three on two match because they had a secret third partner, and no one knew who the secret third partner was. So they came to the match it was a three on two, and all of a sudden, like Hulk Hogan shows up in the ring, and everybody was like, you know. And, you know, the sports cast is, of course, new because, you know, wrestling is fake. But the fans didn't know. And all of a sudden, Hogan is the third man. So now it's like, oh, my God, Hulk Hogan's the third man. He turned heel, which is wrestling for bad guy. And it was a really big thing. Now, let's take Michael Cohen, right? Michael Cohen in the last, I think they said the last year, only had three clients. One was uh, Donald Trump. Who Michael Cohen facilitated a $130,000 payment to uh, porn star Stormy Daniels to keep her quiet during the election back in 2016. Uh, he also had another gentleman whose name escapes me, <clears throat> but he also, uh, it turned out Michael Cohen facilitated a $1.6 million payment to another Playboy playmate who. Uh, Basically, he fathered a child with out of, uh, you know, through an affair. And then Michael Cohen had one more client, but he was the secret third man. So no one knew who the secret third man was. And Michael Cohen wasn't trying to give it up. So in court, he had no choice but to give it up. And who was the secret third man? It was Sean Hannity. Now. Hulk Hogan turning heel was a big thing because Hulk Hogan was the babyface or wrestling for good guy. So, a babyface turning into a heel, especially one as large as Hulk Hogan at the time, that was a big deal. You know, this is not a big deal in itself. We all know that Sean Hannity's a scumbag. That's a given. Okay. We, We know that. You know, that's like saying that water's wet or the sky's blue. We know Sean Handy's a piece of crap. Yeah, he's been married to his wife for 25 years. He's got two kids. That means nothing. You know, Donald Trump's been married three times. This other guy, I don't know how long he was married to his wife. But he fathered another child at a wedlock. Hey, we Trump may even have a secret child that we don't know about. It might be Tiffany. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, 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 I always crack lightly on Tiffany because... She's not involved in politics. So as far as I'm concerned, even though her dad and her brothers and sisters are deep in the government, screwing it up. Tiffany is pretty much, to me, a private citizen. And they always, you know, crack on it because he never mentions her. Talk about Trump. It's always about Ivanka, you know, because, you know, he wants to bone his daughter, which is pretty apparent. (laughs) He doesn't really hide it. But my thing is this. Uh, we don't know that Sean Hannity has had any affairs. There's no proof of that, okay? There's no proof of any payouts, at least not yet, because they're still going through all the materials that they seized from Michael Cohen's office. What makes this extra disgusting is that Sean Hannity is on TV every night uh, defending Michael Cohen, ragging on Robert Mueller for raiding his office while not telling anyone that Michael Cohen was his lawyer. Uh, that's called a conflict of interest. But then again, I have to remember what news network we're talking about. We're talking about Fox News. Okay. Fox News is basically the wild, wild west of news organizations, because I'm pretty sure that let's just say that Sean Handy didn't tell his people that Michael Cohen was his lawyer. Let's just say that that happened. Right. And let's just say that that was CNN or I'll I'll even say MSNBC. If that happened, they would either A I, I guess I don't know, I guess. They would either say, A, you can't talk about this case anymore because you're directly involved. They would either put him on a, a vacation or they would they they might even fire him for making him look like jackasses. But with Fox News, there's no there's no basement, the Fox News. You can go as low as you want to. There's no basement, there's no cellar. You can go as low as you want to, and they don't care. The only time the Fox News cares about anything is when they're losing money, when they're losing sponsors. That's when they care. So we'll see what happens with Sean Hannity and all this, but it, it's going to it's gonna be interesting. But, you know, Fox News' is scumbaggery, it just doesn't really surprise anybody, least of all me. But... It did surprise me a little bit, which is why I'm talking about it, because Sean Handy just seems so, you know, his normal scumbag self. So he wasn't as extra frantic or anything like that. It just basically, oh, you know, I'm just towing the party line. Come to find out he's directly involved in it. So we don't know if Sean, Sean Handy may be telling the truth. Maybe he just received some uh, legal advice. But if that's the case, why would Michael Cohen keep it a secret? and only have to drag it, have it dragged out of them in court. So it's going to, it's going to be a mess. So we're going to see what happens. But, uh, one more thing I want to talk about before I, uh, finish my breakfast and go to work is that, uh, Donald Trump made a request that I thought was the most ridiculous thing I'd heard. You know, I, I don't know why I say the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard because it's the age of Donald Trump because you could hear something ridiculous and all you gotta do is wait 12 hours and somebody else will do something just as ridiculous. So of course, you know, they seized a whole bunch of files and audio recordings and stuff like that from Michael Cohen's office in the FBI raid. So Donald Trump is requesting to review the materials that they took from Michael Cohen's office before the investigators do. I want you to let that sink in for just a second there. So it's basically no one else has that right. You know what I'm saying? Not even the president has that right. If they take materials for a crime that you may be involved in and you don't get to review it just because you're the president, I don't. The thing about Donald Trump is. He has no clue what his job is. He just saw it was something that, you know, it's public office. That's like me if I ran to be an alderman, right? And I just said, okay, I'm going to run to be an alderman because I can, but I have no clue what an alderman does. <laughs> so I get in the office, I win some, do some miracle and I get into the office and I'm like, all right, I sit down at the desk. I'm like, all right, what do I do? Who do I need to talk to? What What's going on here? That's basically Donald Trump. He has no clue what a president does. You think this guy read the Constitution? You think he's read the Bill of Rights? You think, he's, you think he reads anything that's not splashed on, on? The only thing Donald Trump reads the subtitles on Fox News, you know, when he's watched it late at night, that's it. He doesn't read anything else. He's not really a smart person. You know, even George Bush, I heard stories about George Bush that George Bush knew that he wasn't the brightest bulb in the box, but he did read a lot and try to at least be somewhat competent in his role as the president of the United States. So they, at least for as much as I don't like George Bush, at least he tried to put some effort into it. Talk about Bush Jr., of course. He tried to put some effort into it. You know, yeah, he's still as dumb as a bag of rocks, but just the fact that he was trying to read more and try to find out more, about his role is slightly admirable, but for Trump, he don't give a shit, you know, he doesn't care. When Alec Baldwin talked about Trump on, you well, know, as playing Trump on Saturday Night Live, he basically said what everybody was thinking, at least all, all his progressives, that this presidency for Trump is just a four year cash grab and that's it. You know, he doesn't care about America why would he make such a dumbass request to request to see the information that was taken out of Michael Cohen's office? He may as well have said, Hey, listen, I'm guilty. So give me a chance to pick through the evidence and pick all the stuff out that, that names me guilty of something. I don't even know what he'd be guilty of at this point, but let's just, let me have that right to sift through evidence that may implicate me and just cherry pick the stuff out that, implicates me. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. What if Obama made that request? (laughs) There'd there'd be riots in the street. The streets would be packed full of people wearing tricorded hats with teabags hanging off of it if Obama made that request. But Trump made that request and you know, this is how low the bar is for Trump now. Because when Trump does stuff that's pretty much tantamount to treason, people are like, oh, Trump, get out of here with that horse shit. Like, no one gets mad anymore because he just does dumb things all the time. They just brush it off. They don't let him do it, but they just brush it off. They're just like, ah, Trump, go read a book. Like, they don't get mad anymore, and that's a problem because we need to get mad because a lot of the stuff that Trump is – I, I heard. I heard a rumor. I don't know if it was true because I saw it on a meme, and I couldn't find anything to back it up. You know, so I don't even feel comfortable reporting it. But supposedly, Trump wants to monitor uh, social media to find out who's talking bad about him. Now, I will say this: I saw it on a meme. Sorry, I, I was automatically just like, whatever. Did I go ahead and say something bad about Trump on Twitter and tag him on it? Yes. Of course I did. (laughs) But the problem is, is that for anybody else, we'd be like, that's stupid. No one wants to do that. But for Trump, yeah, he definitely wants to do that. You know, Trump lived in a bubble all of his life where people liked him, you know, and people didn't like him because he had style or personality. They liked him because he had money and that was it. Trump doesn't really have a personality. Trump has a personality of a, a dead raccoon. You know, he's not somebody where you're just like, I mean, the reason why the, the people love him at his rallies is because he's telling them what they want to hear. That's not personality. That's just knowing how to get like in wrestling. I know I'm bringing up wrestling again, how to get that cheap pop. You know, like you go to a a rescue event and you're like, hey, what's up, Cleveland? You mentioned Cleveland or if you're a rapper, is Brooklyn in the house? And everyone's like, yeah, even though you're in Boise, Idaho, you know, it's basically Trump knows how to work people. But that's not really personality. That's manipulation. So Trump is a master manipulator, but he doesn't really have a personality. So when he's around people all the time that kiss his ass because he has money. You know he starts to think well everybody likes me and then when he's out of that bubble he realized that two-thirds of the country despises him and that he only became president on a technicality because he actually lost a popular vote by two million votes you know he can't accept that he was like well people liked me before no they liked you because you had they tolerated you because you had money no one likes you donald trump Maybe those toothless yokels in Florida or Georgia or Mississippi, but like actual people <laughs> don't really like you because you are a shit human being. And just the fact that you made that request to look over evidence that may implicate you is just more proof on that pile of proof that we have that you were just a terrible person. So I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see what happens maybe nothing will come with this i don't know but uh it's going to be interesting to watch and uh i will be there to see it so all right let me let me uh finish getting dressed let me get ready to go to work and everybody have a have a wonderful day good morning good morning uh I should be getting ready for work, but I had something that was on my mind. Plus, I haven't recorded in quite a while, so I figure I may as well get something up on here into the interwebs, (laughs) out into the airwaves. But this is just going to be a a quick diatribe about, you know, I'm I'm on Facebook a lot more than I really should be. And and I see a lot of uh, chest thumping about America. And like how how great we are, we're the greatest country in the world. Yeah, we're the greatest country in the world on paper. You know we're like we're like a, a New York Knicks team. Like you look at the team and you look at the players, and then like I, I'll say a New York Knicks team in a video game to be more specific, or any. Uh, low level sports team in an NBA video game. And you look at the, the players and they're just like, Oh, and you know, got this guy and he could do this and this guy and he could do this. Right. So maybe in that video game, you may do well with that team, but in real life, in actuality, that team may be in last place <laughs> because reality is, you know, it's not a video game. It's, it's really real. So on paper, People talk about America, and it's like a land of opportunity. The streets are paved with gold, like, you were, like they used to say about us back in the day. But the fact of the matter is we're, we're a shithole country. Only thing that America leads the world in is billionaires. We have a lot, a lot of billionaires in this country. Jeff Bezos is worth $132 billion as of a couple of days ago when I looked him up because I was fact-checking a meme and I did this on the main show. So someone had a meme and they said uh, that Jeff Bezos could buy every homeless person in America and they said not every homeless family, every homeless person, man, woman, and child. Buy them a $200,000 home and still have enough uh, money to fix Flint's pipes 12 times over. I use 15 times over in my math, and I found out that if Jeff Bezos did that, if he bought every homeless man, woman, and child a $200,000 house and fixed Flint's water pipes, estimated at $55 million to fix, fixed them 15 times over, he'd still be worth $30 billion. That's how rich he is. That's one man. Okay. One man who got rich by bleeding his workers dry. You know, you have people who work for Amazon who literally, and this is not the onion, they literally pee in bottles because they don't want to leave their workstations because they don't want to get in trouble just to go to the bathroom. How ridiculous is that? You know, Walmart workers are just pretty much, you know, the uh, the sharecroppers of America, You know, if you work a full time job, you shouldn't have to be on welfare, especially when you work for one of the richest families in the world, the Walton family. They're each worth billions and billions of dollars each. And, you know, Amazon is about to become the first uh, trillion dollar company. But, you know, we, we celebrate these people as being successful, even though they got their success from. Pulling the marrow out of their workers' bones. And then we say, Yeah, we're the greatest country in the world. The land of opportunity. Hmm. Let me let me put it to you like this. I want you to look up your 401k and then tell me how many more years you have left to work. And you tell me what opportunities are gonna be there for you when you retire. Yeah. Not a lot. So basically, I mean, me and a lot of my friends and a lot of people that I, I, I know, we basically just worked our entire lives for nothing. Because when we get old, we're going to be in poverty, even with Social Security and our shit 401ks, which is not really meant to be a pension. My father has a pension, okay? Because my father, of course, is older and he worked in a time when unions were prevalent. We don't have unions anymore so we don't have anything anymore <laughs> we have nothing to build on you know and some people may have been lucky enough to have that leeway where they could put some money in their savings but most people in america live paycheck to paycheck so how is that living in the greatest country in the world where half the country makes thirty thousand dollars a year or less how is that great In Germany, uh, if I'm right, I didn't have time to look it up because I just did this kind of on the fly because I was trying to find out what the minimum wage was in Germany and I couldn't really find us. I think there may be a set minimum wage, but they also have very powerful uh, collective bargaining. So the companies and workers work out wages and benefits and stuff like that. We don't really have that in America because uh, the moneyed interests squash it all the time. Our education sucks because basically, every time, uh, you know, especially in the red states, you know, in the deep south, because what they do is they give all the money to the rich. And then when they have those budget shortfalls, the first thing they do is they cut education. You know, in North Carolina, where I live, you know, I have friends who teach, who've been teaching for 20 years, they have master's degrees master's degrees and they're barely and they've been teaching for 20 years and they're pulling maybe you know uh, not to put them out there but one of them you know did an analysis of her salary so she's making like 60 grand and she's been teaching for 20 years plus with a master's degree so they don't really value they say oh yeah go to college and then they Uh, They don't value education. Bill Clinton, in in one of his great compromises, I know you can't see my air quotes, but his great compromises basically made it so that uh, if you default on your student loans and you're on Social Security, that they can now garnish your Social Security to pay off your student loans. How ridiculous is that? Thanks, Bill. (laughs) (laughs) thank you for that. Something for me to look forward to with my student loans when I can't pay it anymore. You know? So I post maybe two, sometimes even three videos per week of other countries doing stuff better than us. And I don't mean different. I mean better. And yet people will still say we're the greatest country in the world. You know what we have? We have the greatest military in the world. That's what we have. We have a a shit ton of billionaires. That's what we have. Everything else in America sucks. Our people suck. You know, I'm an African-American. And now I have to worry that unless I'm walking around in a beanie with a propeller on it and a pair of bright overalls and a a giant lollipop, that some person is going to think that I'm threatening and they're going to call the cops on me. For no reason, and luckily, I live in a town where we don't have overly aggressive cops. So I thank God for that, you know, because I'm a I'm a big guy, you know. I'm when I say big, I'm you know, I'm tall, and not in great shape, <laughs> but threatening enough to the right people. And um, it's just absolutely ridiculous that you can't even have a barbecue. You can't even uh, you know. You can't even uh take a quick nap in your in your college dorm. You can't do anything without looking suspicious and people calling the cops on you you know and the people who call the cops who waste the cops time, nothing happens to them you know it, it, this country is just chock full of racists, and thanks to Donald Trump, now they're all like blackheads they've just all been rising to the top you know so and I know people are like, you know, well, if you don't like America, you should just leave. First of all, I can't afford to. Second of all, all my stuff is here. Third of all, I was born here. So I would much rather stay and make this country better than to than to leave. Although I do have friends who did leave America and they live in Europe and they couldn't be happier. So it's not that it's not tempting. <laughs> You know, they don't live in the U.S. anymore and they love it. They were like, I wish I could have left sooner. You know, because this country is a shithole. But we've been uh, conditioned to believe that we're the greatest country in the world. And saying that we're the greatest country in the world is dangerous because it means that we're done. We don't have to do anything, you know. We're like a hard-boiled egg. You can't boil it anymore because it's done, right? But there's so much work to do. Our infrastructure is abysmal. Every other developed nation has bullet trains. You know, we can't even get an Amtrak train to stay on the tracks nowadays. We got trains in D.C. running into each other on the tracks. So... We have a lot of work to do, and I think that's what we really need to push. We can't sit there and say, hey, we're the greatest country in the world. What we need to push is, hey, we can be the greatest country in the world, but we got to work toward it. We got a lot of work to do, America. And this whole posturing and, you know, oh, we're the greatest country in the world. Yeah, that's not going to work because we're going to keep falling further and further down that ladder. Look where we are in healthcare compared to other nations of the world. Look where we are in infrastructure compared to other countries in the world. Look where we are in gun deaths compared to other developed nations. You know, so we just have a lot of work to do. And if we're sitting there thinking that we're the best, we're just not going to put our backs into it. So it's it's not a. Uh, I don't want to just sit there and bitch about it, but I have got to let people know, hey, you know, we are not the greatest country in the world. Not even close. You know, take, take a drive across America and you tell me how everybody's doing, aside from the billionaires, aside from the 1%, how everyone else is doing. And then get back at me and tell me if you think that this is the greatest country in the world. So... But all right, I've run my mouth enough. Let me get dressed and get ready for work. So everybody uh, have a great weekend and uh, we will talk soon.